next Sunday night. We didn't make a mention of this, but have uh, next Sunday evening uh, during our regular worship service, we will be having our baptismal service. So if that's something you have entertained and you haven't made it public, your salvation, you need to do that today. Um, if you want to be baptized next Sunday night. Uh, so obey the Lord in that and whatever he asks you to do. Also, these pretty little buckets of flowers were made by our four- and five-year-old Sunday school class. And if your four- and five-year-old was here in the last two weeks, they have made you this bucket of flowers. And so at the close of the service today, before you leave, you come by and find your bucket. All right? Okay. Word up. Anybody know what it is? Honor your mother. Where was Joanne? I'll give you one more chance. I word up. Honor your mother. Amen. That's what it's about today. Other than the Lord Jesus Christ, we need to honor our mothers. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the Gospel of John chapter 19. <clears throat> 19. Chapter 19, verses 25 through 27. <clears throat> John's Gospel, 19, 25 through 27. I love hearing the pages rattle. Don't give up till you find it. We ought to give awards for who brings their Bible every Sunday for a year. You reckon I'd get one? Hmm. John 19, 25 says, Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother. I'm not a mother. I never will be. But can you imagine what Mary must have felt? She was helpless, feeling hopeless as she stood by the cross of her son. The Bible says, and his mother's sister, Mary, and the wife of Cleophas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple standing by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, woman, Behold thy son. Then saith he unto the disciples, Behold thy mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her unto his own home. Father, thank you for mothers. Thank you for Jesus, who set the example for us to love and to honor our mothers. Now bless in the words we're going to share today. Speak to our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Today is Mother's Day, and it was a day that was set aside back in May the 9th, in 1914, specifically to honor our mothers. Why do we do this? Because the Bible says so. Honor thy father and thy mother. Why? 
If you want to live a long time in this earth, in this world, you need to honor your mother. And that carries with it respect. Respecting your mother. I've shared this with you before, but I'll share it with you again. I never, ever referred to my mother as the old woman. Never. Because she was not. She was older than I, but she was not the old woman. My mother worked every day of her life doing something in the house, outside the house. And then she got a public job, and she worked. She retired from that public job, and before long, she was back at work again. And she worked until she got so sick, she couldn't work. And God blessed, but not, she did not have to suffer, but about six weeks, and God took her home. But I loved my mother. My mother was the kind of mother that mothers ought to be. My mother never nagged me. When I quit going to church, my mother never nagged me. But every Sunday morning, she would come into my room and lay out my clothes for Sunday. Sometime I didn't put them on because I didn't go. But I guarantee you my mother continued to pray for me until I got it right. She didn't give up on me. She was a kind of mother that all children need. In fact, I'd say it this way, a home is not complete without a mother. Lynn and I both, we, our mothers are gone now, and, and we know where they are, and, uh, you know, my mother-in-law, I respected my mother-in-law. I never did refer to her as the old lady either. She loved me, and I loved her, and I did my part to take care of her and to, to try to meet her needs and, and anything that she needed uh, need to be done, I was willing to do it for her. It's amazing to me what some mothers turn out to be. It's amazing to me how a mother could abandon her children and walk out. I never have understood that. Don't guess I ever will understand that. You know, this is probably not anything to be shared here, but I'm going to share it anyway. Somebody threw out a stray cat. Took up at Josh and Em's house, and first thing you know, that cat had babies. She dug a cave out in a mulch pile and gave birth to those babies in there. And just this week, they have opened their eyes to see the world for the first time. Before long, I was telling Alyssa this morning, she'll bring those babies out. Right now, she won't allow you to handle them. They're young. They're hers. And she's taking care of them. But before long, she'll bring them out. And she'll begin to teach those baby kittens even how to climb. It's going to be exciting to see. But a, a cat? What about a mother that just simply walks out? I don't know how God's going to handle that when they stand before God. And if you're one of those mothers, the best thing you can do today right now is to ask God to forgive you because God is in the forgiving business and he loves you. But I gave the title today, A Good Mother. <clears throat> what would you, how would you classify a good mother? I can compare what I have for you today with my mother. 
Because first of all, uh, a good mother is loyalty. Uh, you, you, can, you can see the loyalty of her love. I, I could say a lot of things about my mother this morning. I don't ever remember her picking up the telephone and calling down the street and say, hey, can you deliver us four or five boxes of pizza? Now, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just telling you, I don't remember that, okay? You say, because they didn't have pizza huts in. Well, that's true. (laughs) But my mother knew how to do other things than make reservations, let me tell you. My mama knew how to get in the dough tray and beat and slap that stuff around in the dust to boil it and make biscuits. You know, if our boys don't remember anything else about their Meemaw, they remember the little biscuits. And after we left, moved off up here, every time my mama came, whether we were coming together to eat or just visit, she brought a basket of them little bitty biscuits, not to her boy, but to her grandboys. She knew how to take a chicken and, and undress that chicken. Somebody said dress the chicken. She, she undressed the chicken and then rolled it in that flour and put it in that black iron skillet and fried it up good and made gravy and, and all the trimmings. And hey, she didn't have to beg me to come to the table. I'd be out playing in the evening. I can hear her now. She'd holler, supper time. But I was on my, I dropped what I was doing. Because I knew what I was going to sit down to was going to be just right. Because my mama was loyalty. Of, she showed loyalty of her love for her family. When I think about that, I think about uh, the home life. You know, <clears throat> my mother loved to work with her hands. I mean, if she wasn't on the public job, she was in her little craft shop. Daddy was sawing out stuff in wood and her painting. I mean, she just loved to do it and then give the stuff away. She loved doing it, working with her hands. In Proverbs 31, 13, it says, She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She prepares provisions for her family. The Bible, it says it. she rises also while it is yet still night to prepare the meal for the day. Not only for her family, but that verse is for her maidens. Those that are in the household with her, she prepared things for her family. How can anybody neglect their family? It's amazing to me. She wants her home life to count for the Lord. I think of Joshua. Joshua, I'm satisfied. Now, he had talked to Mrs. Joshua, Okay. I don't know what Mrs. Joshua's name was right off. Some of you might know, and that's okay if you do. But the main thing is, I'm satisfied that those two talked together, and Joshua made this statement. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's not a question. Let me tell you something. In our household, when our boys is growing up, it was never a question, are we going to church today? You say, well, you was a preacher. No, I wasn't. I wasn't always a preacher but it was never an option in our house. Are we going to church today? It was already cut and dried. That's the way I was raised. That's the way Lynn was raised, in church. And so, hey, we raised our family in church. If I hadn't, hey, then when something goes sour, it's my fault. But Lynn and I, we have done our part. Because I had a great mother. Hey, I, I didn't even mention my grandmother. 
I mean, I always loved to go to her house, too, because she knew what the black iron skillet was for. She knew what the dough tray was for other than displaying flowers. She knew what to do in that kitchen and loved for me to come and sit at her table and eat. She lived in our backyard, and I, I'm, I can see that scene now. And my and grandmother, hey, before she ever come there to live, I remember many times going to her house and spending the night. I never was afraid when I was with my grandmother. All my grandparents had done passed on before I arrived, but at least God gave me one godly grandmother that prayed for me and prayed that one of her grandsons would become a preacher. And so, hey, it's been bathed in. No, she didn't tell me that, and my mom and daddy didn't tell me that until after I surrendered to preach. You see, I think we don't, we don't, listen, we don't need to coach our young men into preaching. You understand? It needs to be a calling from God. But I thank God for my grandmother, and I thank God uh, for my mother. And uh, uh, another thing about a mother, she loved church. She loved church. You can look for her on Sunday in church, in Sunday school. And I didn't ever understand this, but in those days when I was at home, Mama's Sunday school class, they'd have, they'd have what they call a Sunday school meeting. <laughs> and they'd go to different members of that Sunday school class's house once a month. I'd ever, never go, of course. I don't know what they did. But it was a Sunday school class meeting. Or maybe they had fellowship. I don't know. I think we need more of that. I think Sunday school classes need more fellowship, getting together other than just Sunday morning for Sunday school. All right. A good mother. You see the loyalty of her love. There in verse 25 where uh, she stood by the cross of Jesus, her son. What kind of mother wouldn't stand with their youngins? She did. Secondly, a good mother. You'll notice the length of her light. Look at verse 26. When Jesus therefore saw his mother... And the disciple standing by whom he loved, he saith unto her, Woman, behold your son. Behold your son. That S-O-N, that was her son, became the S-U-N in her life that warmed her. That when she looked up and saw the sun shining, reminded her of her S-O-N, her son, who shines even today. We, we look to Jesus because he's the light of the world and he's given us that option. Hey, you as Christians, you're, it's not an option with Christians, but we are to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. You see, in her length of light, we understand uh, that, first of all, she's a Christian. She lets her light shine, not only at home, but on the job. And sad to say, look, many, many mothers work today, and that's okay. If you have to work, that's fine. God bless you if you are helping bring in the living. But don't forget the little guys who you leave behind every day to go to do that public job. They need love and, and, and nurturing. They need training. And listen, our children need to come before our spouses. Hello? Our children, if we got children, hey, the mama and the daddy need to see to it that the children are taken care of. And you know, I've often thought about it. Children aren't always going to be around, okay? 
I mean, we, God gave us two boys, and hey, they, they lived at home as long as they wanted to. When they chose to leave, we didn't stop them. They left. And oh yeah, and we went through the empty nest thing. But hey, that's okay. We love one another. We've stuck together. We're doing all that God wants us to do. But what if we just say, well, you kids just go mind your own business. Do what you want to do. No telling what would have happened. But we gave our energy and our time to our boys as long as they were at home, to see to their needs were met. And now, hey, we're still trying to meet the needs when they call on us and when they need us, we try to do that. But as parents, hey, we think of the mother. First of all, she is a Christian. She lets the light of the world shine through her into her children. She's not only a Christian, but hey, she has set the example by receiving Christ into her heart, and she's doing her best to share Christ with her children. Fathers, your day's coming. But today's Mother's Day, and it is important that we look at our mothers and thank God for the mother we have. You see, I didn't choose my mother, okay? God gave her to me, and God blessed me uh, with a good and godly uh, mother. In John 10, 9, it says, 9 and 10, it says, If thou shalt confess with the mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, it says you can be saved. What a more privilege of blessing uh, could a mother have to lead her children to accept Christ? A wonderful, a beautiful picture of God's love as she is, uh, becomes uh, the light and allows her light to shine, not only through the house, but where it place where she works. Uh, she is devoted to her husband. You know, the Scriptures has a lot to say to this. Uh, this devotion is seen by her subjection to him. In 1 Peter, listen to this. 1 Peter 3, 1 says, In the same manner, you wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the behavior of the wives. For you ladies that are here this morning as a Christian, and your husband's not here, maybe your husband's never been saved, okay, that's what he's saying. Let the Lord shine through you that by the example which you set might lead that one. I, I have tried, uh, this, this uh, uh, little lady, I wouldn't dare call her name, she's not here today, but I've been trying to work with her and get her and, and her family in church, and she said, my husband just will not come. I said, well, you got that little girl that needs to be in church before she gets to where she don't think she needs it. She said, I realize that and I know it, but I just can't get my husband to come. I said, you know what I believe? I believe if you would set the example before him, you be, you be faithful to church and bring that little girl, that little girl would get involved. And I have seen the little children win over their daddies by saying, Daddy, won't you please come and go to church with us? Listen, don't stop. If, you're, if your husband is, is, is in that category and don't come to church with you, love him. Pour Jesus' love on him. And you children do the same thing. Respect that daddy. Honor that daddy. But pray for that daddy and encourage that daddy. Hey, would you please come and sit with us as a family? We love you and we want you to be a part of it. We see this in the devotion is seen by her faithfulness uh, to the man. In 1 Corinthians seven ten. it says... And unto the married, <clears throat> excuse me, I command, yet not I, but the Lord. 
Let the wife depart, let the wife not depart from her husband. Teach the children. This is how you treat a man. Okay? And I, I look at it in, in two different ways. You know, how does a man treat the woman? Versus how does a woman treat the man? Okay? It's a trust thing. If that trust is ever broken, listen, it takes a while to get that trust back. But you've got to keep on praying. You've got to keep on living for Jesus and beg God to do something. You can't give up. You can't quit. The Bible talks about the wife needs to have respect and honor to her man. And I say this, men, I am one. I need to live a life before her that I deserve that respect. If I'm not living a life before Lynn, she has no reason to respect me. I need to exemplify the Lord Jesus Christ in my life, in the decisions that I make might be off God that she has no problem following me. She told me a long time ago, I'll go wherever you go. Wherever you feel led to go, I'm going to go with you. And we have jokingly said this, and I mean, I say jokingly, and I mean jokingly, if you leave me, I'm going with you. I told this lady one time, I said, well, I said, all I can tell you is <laughs> when he leaves the house, if he ain't going to work, say, hey, you give me just a minute, let me get my bag, I'm going with you. I'm going with you. Hey, I always, I always try to give Lynn the opportunity. Do you want to go with me today? Here's where I'm going. I'm rambling here, now, and, and I'm going to drive the old van. A lot of times she, <clears throat> she will go. Sometimes she won't go. I don't know where she's embarrassed because of that old work van or what. But uh, most of the time, she will go with me because she wants to be with me. Listen, what husband and wife wouldn't want to be together when the opportunity arises? Why they, you say, oh, I can't take him no more. You don't want to just see what I put up with. Well, hey, go with him, maybe you straighten him out. <laughs> I never did hear my mother say she's gonna straighten my daddy out. I never did hear my daddy say I'm gonna straighten your mama out. You know, yeah, I heard arguments. I also heard I love you. I saw my mom and daddy kiss. They loved each other. It wasn't always what each other wanted. Hey, we, we, listen, we all, the Bible says we all sin and come short of the glory of God. But thank God we have a heavenly Father who's willing to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness and fix us like it needs to be fixed. You know, when I get out of line, I know I'm out of line. Lynn lets me know I'm out of line. And the best thing I can do is ask for forgiveness. Get it right, guys. It's, it's, listen, it's high time that families started acting like God intended for families to act. Worship together, loving together, going places together, doing things. You say, you don't know my situation. No, I don't, but God does. And he's promised to be there for us. You know, this, uh, uh, this message on mothers, you know, I, I praise God for the holy word of God that tells us how mothers are supposed to be. I praise God for those mothers who have followed the scriptures, 
who have followed the Lord, who on any given Sunday, unless they're sick or working or on vacation, I can look out and spot the mothers that are in this place because they're faithful. Not only this place, but they're faithful to God out in the workplace. Well, when I, when I think of the, of the mothers and their, their loyalty to love their family and the length of their light that shines, I also think of what Jesus said in verse 27. He says, then saith he to the disciples, he said, look at my mother. And I'm satisfied. John looked it at Mary. And from that hour, that disciple took care of her in his own home. When I, when I think of that, I listen, we see the loving kindness of the Lord Jesus setting an example how we are to take care of our mothers. I'm sure I've shared this with you, but some of you may not have heard. My mother was diagnosed with cancer. They operated on her, sewed her right back up on a Sunday evening. Said, there's nothing more we can do. I said, well, Doc, I want you to do this. If you don't do anything else, I want you to make my mother comfortable. I don't want my mother suffering. I don't want her hurting. I only have one sister, and I'm only brother. And we took turns about staying at the hospital day and night. That went on for, I think, two, two weeks in the hospital. And they said, we're going to take her to the hospice house in Anderson. And Lynn was a big help. She was there for my mother, her mother-in-law. And we saw to it that she was always surrounded by family, somebody. She lived six weeks, and she left this world. Only regrets I have is I didn't spend more time with my mother. My mother loved me, and I loved her, and I'm looking forward one day to seeing my mother again. But Jesus said, he basically said, hey, guys, look after your mother. Somebody said, I, I can't be at church. I'm having to sit with my mother. I said, son, you, you right where you're supposed to be. You stay with that mother because you don't always have mother. First thing you know, she's going to be gone. And it doesn't matter what kind of mother you had. You know one thing you can give God thanks for today? She gave birth to you. She didn't throw you away. She gave birth to you. And I thank God for my mother who gave birth to me and gave me the right to live. And instilled in me what it means to be a Christian. Because she didn't just drill it in me, she lived it. I've told you this before, that my daddy taught me to work. My mother taught me to tithe. And thank God I've never missed. Because I know when I miss, I'm not only robbing my God, but I'm dishonoring my mother who taught me to tithe. Give God a portion that rightfully belongs to him. You see, let me give you one more little simple thing. She brings honor to her family. Honor to the family. She is a crown to her husband. According to Proverbs 31, she is praised by her husband. I, I'm always thrilled to say, hey, this is Lynn, this is my wife. 
I was always thrilled when my mother and daddy would come to Earl's Grove on a, a given Sunday and the first Sunday to say, hey, I'm so happy to have my mother and daddy here today. And I'm so happy when Lance's mom and daddy would come to say, hey, this is my mother and my daddy-in-law here today. Because she was a crown to her husband, she praised her husband, and the Bible says she is blessed by her children. Amazing, isn't it? To all you mothers and wives today, I want you to listen. Love others in Jesus' name. Give yourself to others in the name of Jesus, those that are in need. Bring the best out of others in the name of Jesus, and be like Christ himself for the glory of God. You know what's sad? Some men, now you listen, some men hinder their wives from worshiping and serving God. Either by mouth saying, I don't want you going, I forbid you going, or by the life that they live, the wife don't feel like they can go. Man, don't be that way. You honor that lady that God's given you. Honor, that means you need to respect her. That means you need to be faithful and true and loyal to her. I remember taking that part of my vow, faithful and true and loyal to her as long as you live. Will you do that? I said, yes, I will. And I have not ceased to do it. And I'm not going to quit doing it. She's the love of my life. She's the one God has given me. She's the one that gave birth to our boys. She's the grandmother in the household. She is the one that gets up most of the time before I do. She's the one that prepares the food. She prepares the clothes. She sets the example. She prays. I better honor and respect her because I'm going to stand before God and give an account as to how I have treated that lady. Hello, men. The Bible talks about the effectual verb of prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I ask you men, as I ask me, do you pray for that mate? Do you pray for that mate that she'll be strong in the Lord? You can reverse that. You ladies, you pray for those men? It's important, y'all. God instituted the family. And God said one man for one woman. That's the way he said it. That's what he meant. I don't know who it was. I just, God let me just get a glimpse of two men kissing on television this morning. Brother Jeff, I'd rather kiss a pig than to kiss you in the mouth. I love you men, and I tell you I do, and I hug you, but if there's any kissing, it'd be on your jaw. Wow, how sick of a generation that's going before our precious children to the point they'd say, well, it must be all right. It is not all right. It's a sin. And you can't make anything else out of it. Men, I dare you. We used to say in school, I double dog dead dare you. To respect the one God has given you. 
And I challenge you to go home and look up the word respect and see if you need, see if I need any adjustments. Father, in the name of Jesus, touch hearts, touch lives. God, you know in this congregation right now, you know every one of us men. You know how we treat our ladies, whether it's right or not. And God, you know every lady in this room, all of our mothers, God, you have blessed them to be able to give birth to children. Some of them have lost their children. They've, they've been taken in death. Some of them might have been stillborn, but God, they're still a mother. And they'll see that child again one day. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that there's not a lost mother in this house today. But I do pray if there is, that they would come forward and accept you as their personal Savior before it's everlasting too late. I pray for the men in this place today. All of us, God, if we need to make any readjustments in our life, that we do it beginning at this altar right here today. That we do our part to love our our mate with all we've got. Lord, I pray for every child in this room today. If there's any child in this room that knows that Jesus died on the cross for their sin, that they'd come and accept you today. Lord, it's an urgent hour. I realize, I know it's an urgent hour. It's time that we all made adjustments in our life and began to live the Christian life the way you intended it for it to live. God bless these people. God, I love them, and I, I thank you for each one that's here today. I just ask your will to be done as Brother Mark comes to lead us in our hymn of invitation. Father, help us not to concentrate on where we're going from here or what we're going to do, but concentrate on you, standing before you, because before this day is out, I could be standing before you in eternity. Lord, have mercy upon our soul. In Jesus' name, amen.